and welcome to Pokesports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike, and I play with two days left on the field. I'm Kevin. I'll try not to spoil you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. How are you doing? It's good to see you, everybody. It, welcome to Pokesports. We are Pokesports. If this is your first time listening to a competitive Pokemon podcast, welcome. As this is, for many people, the beginning of their foray into competitive Pokemon. Uh, going into Scarlet and Violet, we always have a lot of people. You are not alone in that, you know, a lot of people start competitive at the beginning of the game. They want to uh, make this their year is, is what people will say. Scarlet and Violet, that's going to be my game. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> wow. And yeah, okay. we're here to get you there. We are here to get you there. Uh, Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm great. I guess we have to reintroduce ourselves. My name is Kevin. <laughs> that is Mike. We're two people. Hi. We have a podcast. You're listening to it. <sighs> that's it. What else do we do? Wow. Okay. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Cool. <laughs> At the end. Have a nice yeah. day, everybody. Going into Scarlet and Violet, most of what we're going to be doing is streaming and making videos of the games. Uh, mostly VGC. A little bit of singles content, but it looks like tongue-in-cheek wasn't this hand over the side of the mouth looks like there's still that 20 minute timer so yikes uh, i'm hoping that doesn't mean that that singles is dead on cartridge but that might be what it means you don't like 3v3s either right so like i don't think it's a good format yeah i i guess i kind of get it because like the whole bring six pick three it's like that's why i can only bring half of my team well, I'll tell you, it didn't work in Sword and Shield because of Dynamax, obviously. You that is true. Three yeah. turns. You have three turns, you Dynamax something, and then you just pow, pow, pow. Sometimes the entire team is dead. But in Scarlet and Violet, I might have to kind of revisit that. Because maybe just with Terrestrialization, maybe just with that gimmick, it's not the that worst bad. thing in that the world. Impressive. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem that oppressive. Um, I think it seems very balanced. Um, there are certain aspects of it that I think are a little bit strong, but it mm. it it doesn't feel like an escape from what I can tell. You know, I've played a couple of the terrestrialized battles that they have on, on Pokemon Showdown as well. It, it seems like with Dynamax, you had an extra button kind of as an escape route. Like, right. If you know that you don't outspeed your opponent and you have half HP left and your opponent knocks you out in a two-hit KO, you can double your HP and escape. Yeah. If you know you're going to get fake-outed, you can Dynamax and escape. Terrestrialize doesn't offer that same amount of comfort. If you are undersped, you're getting, you know, if you if you are, are outsped, you're getting outsped. If yeah. you have a fake-out coming your way, you have a fake-out coming your way. There are items and stuff that can kind of help deal with that, but not the main focus of the game. Yeah, and and often the items that you're actually going to be popping on your Pokemon are not to get around things like Fake Out, even though there are, you know, items now that do that. Mm -hmm. But with Fake Out specifically, I'm going to latch on to that a little bit. Uh, often people will put like a Choice Scarf on their, on their Pokemon because mm -hmm. they want that extra speed and they don't, you know... A, a fake out can actually ruin most of their game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, maybe singles will be good. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm hoping 
I want to real quick. This is a competitive Pokemon podcast, but we also have fun. Yeah. Uh, we asked a question last week. We asked what your favorite Pokemon's name is in another language. <laughs> uh, Incineroar in French is Feline Inferno. Feline Inferno. Feline Inferno. And we got some pretty interesting uh, answers. I like that a lot. Uh, starting oh, with Faye. Wait, can we're I get gonna, my answer say first? My favorite. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I just recently, it's the same one. I just recently got a new one. Ever uh-huh. since we looked up uh, Pommy's, Pommy's uh. What is yeah, it? Pomo? Pomo is great. <laughs> Pomo. Pomo's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Faye says that Snorlax is Relaxo in German. Love that and one. And I think too. we knew that one. I knew one. that one. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Yeah. She says, uh, or they say, I now have uh, found my spirit Pokemon. Relaxo. Relaxo. Seabass <laughs> uh, McChop says, No hablas espanol. Je ne sais comment pas anglais. So, I don't speak Spanish. I know how to speak English, but he said I, that in French. Say, I'm broken, Seabass. I think he that means me. I can't. I can't speak English. No, I can't speak Spanish. I don't speak English. <laughs> what do you speak? <laughs> yeah. Lane says, I love that Bronzong's French name is Archiodong. Yes, I'm that immature. Archiodong. That's wow. who that's, <laughs> Kevin has to go with the inflection. Archio Dong. <laughs> it's not even a bell, it's a bird. How did that work? Yeah. Oh, here's one. Lupus uh gives us a little game. Whoa. Says uh reverse game time. Guess them on, then look it up. We've got oh. in French High Dragon. <laughs> high Dragon? Yeah. I wonder which one that could be. Yeah, right? Uh, that's obviously a high dragon. Uh, we've got Germignon. Germignon. That, oh, that's Lechonk. Uh, that like is Mignon? actually, no, it's not. Oh, no, because Lechonk's a pig. Okay, so uh, it has to be a cow. Hold on, I'm not done. It has to be a cow. You think it's a cow? It has to be Mignon, right? Okay, okay. But, uh, I, the only Mignon I know is Filet Mignon. That's a okay. cow. <laughs> So I'm going to stick to Tauros. Yeah, it's Chikorita. Excuse me? Yeah, that's Chikorita. Chikorita's a cow, apparently. <laughs> uh, here's one. Lusardin. Lusardin. Loose. I can kind of so get So light. Yeah. Loose is light. L-U-X, okay. right? This is German. Is it spelled L-U-X for loose? L-U-S. Oh. Lusardin. Think of it with the second half of it. The Arden. sardine. Sardin? No, sardin. Yes. So sardine. Yeah. So fish. Yeah. So barrascuta. No. <laughs> What's a lot of sardines? A school? All together. Wishy-washy. Yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> uh, and then last one, we've got trichphalo. I like I trich. don't think I would ever... Wait. Oh, phalanx. Wait, hold up, hold up. That's high dragon again. Well, excuse me? Did, wait a second. So that's in German. So in German, yeah, trichphalo. And in does that French, mean triple? Does that mean three faces? Is that what trichphalo? <laughs> wait, in French, it's trihox hydra. So wait, what's high dragon? High dragon wasn't high dragon? Excuse me? 
Oh, it's too close. Google won't even tell me. <laughs> Google I, defaults to high dragon. It's like, did you mean, are you sure you're not stupid? Yeah, I mean, oh boy, that's, that's tough. High dragon. Well, if I just look up high dragon on, uh, Bulbapedia. Yes. Okay. I found it. Oh, no way. It's not high dragon. It's not. First of all, is it a water dragon? Is it? Yes. Is it Kingdra? No. Is it Palkia? No. How many other water dragons are there? At least one. Cedra? No. Can I give you the biggest hint of all? Sure. Ooh, no. La, la, la. Oh, the guy. Yeah, it's Drake Drake Drakevish. Mr. Fish. <laughs> Mr. Fish. <laughs> Mr. Wow, that's Hydragon. father. So there were some people who know either the French word for uh, Drakevish or French who were just like, <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> How did you spend five minutes not knowing that High Dragon what do you is mean? not Drinkovish? Why are we supposed to know that? No one taught us. <laughs> I barely listened to my French classes. I'm Canadian. We took those. Oh, jeez. High Dragon is High not Dragon. High Dragon. Oh, I see. Lupus. 10 out of 10. Lupus is such a smart guy. Yeah. Doing smart guy things. I'm going gonna to go and pin that one. That's a, that's a good answer. It's a really good one. Then we'll give one more. Uh, Dinosaur 15 says Pashmilla is French uh, Cinchino, and I love it. And I like Pashmilla. that too. Pashmilla. Like I didn't Pashmere realize how... sweater. Is that why? Because oh, it's maybe. Because it's a, or, or is Pashmere scarf? Because that's a, a Pashmere scarf? chinchilla. Yeah. And that's why Cinchino. Oh, that's great. Pashmilla. See, I'm this a is why. Millionaire. What? This is why, while I'm playing the actual game on stream, I'm going to be naming each one of the the Pokemon something else. Uh, their other, their other, uh, other language names. I'm gonna be calling them funny human names. <laughs> What's a funny human name? Like, um, Jimmy. Okay. And Billy. What would what what Pokemon is a is a Jimmy? A Pokemon's a Jimmy. Yeah. Um and scarlet and violet i'd say out of all the out of the starters at least biggest jimmy is fue coco okay yeah quaxley i probably name it like quaxley is more of a timmy you know not okay. a jimmy see but that's interesting because i was going to reserve the name tim for pommy because i feel like pommy's a tim pommy's a tim he's a little guy he's a tim it's a tim it's tiny tim mm-hmm. maybe tiny that's tim. why Subliminal. What would we call Sprigatito? What's a good human name for Sprigatito? Uh, Clive. Rebecca. Rebecca. Becky. Yeah, Becky the, yeah. the Sprigatito. Perfect. A, we got Becky, Timmy, and Jimmy. <laughs> that's great. Um, I want to give a also shout out to Sylviana Mewtwo, who comments on a lot of a lot of these questions. Uh, Let me guess their favorite Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my bilingual Singaporean uh, butt asked for Mewtwo in man- uh, Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> so here it is. It's Chao Meng and Sylveon too. Zan- uh, oh boy. Zan Ziyibu. And Cinderace is Shanyan Wang Pai. Okay. So to, that's, that's okay. cool. That's cool. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> All right. 
let's move on to the topic. The topic of this episode here is a farewell to Sword and Shield and a hello to Scarlet and Violet. We're going to be focusing more on the goodbye to Sword and Shield. Uh, Lupus, who, funny enough, made the amazing comment, uh, also went and put together a Generation 8 competitive retrospective. Now, we've referenced this before, I believe, in our last uh, live New York, New yeah, New York podcast. Uh, we kind of mm-hmm. went over it and talked a little bit about it, but uh, it has since been updated. And you know what? It, it makes sense to just kind of go through each of the series and just see kind of how the game evolved from November 2019 until right now, November 2022. Three dang years, guys. Three, three whole years. years. We recently had our three-year anniversary last week as well. We forgot to say anything about it. But thanks to those that did. We didn't celebrate at all. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> Confetti. <laughs> all right. Uh, with Gen 9 right around the corner, this thing says, I thought it would be a good time to look back on the competitive scene from the past few years. Yes, he did. I know the past few series have just been on repeat. This is true. Uh, But the earlier series had quirks that most people probably forgot were a thing at one point. Of course, we'll be going chronologically (laughs) through the series, but uh, they'll also be separated into three sections to give a better frame of reference. And without further ado, let's go. So first, we're talking about the base game. That's series one to four. Series one was November 15th, 2019 to December 31st, 2019. Is only is only actually a month. That's, yeah, just a one month series. Man, that's why we don't have a lot of information on that one, because yeah. no one knew what the heck they were doing at that point. Right. Exactly. Everyone was just kind of testing the waters. That's what people are going to be doing in in Scarlet and Violet as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only Pokemon that were allowed to be used were uh, Pokemon with a Galar mark, so Pokemon from the Galar decks. Um, you would use your team of four to six Pokemon from level one to a hundred. Uh, all Pokemon will be set to level fifty. Uh, you would have 10 minutes to go and uh, make your decisions. You'd have 90 seconds for team preview. Your turn time would be 60 seconds. Uh, it's that was just kind of what stuck for the rest of. Yeah. For the rest of time. Uh, and that I think that kind of worked out really well. Uh, I, yeah. I never had a problem with the timer. I think the timer was never a big issue for me. you got to be thinking a lot. If, yeah. if you're letting that timer run down or you're just in a stalemate. That happens sometimes as well. There um, was a time where people would run down the timer. I think around the first few competitions. There's uh, a time and a place a really, to do it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we can get into that. Well, you'll probably hear us talking about timer stall if you're going to stick around with this podcast a lot. And there are situations in competitive Pokemon where stalling the timer is your only chance of winning and no one can fault you for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little scummy. But it works. Right. Now, the interesting thing about Series 1 was that there weren't actually Gigantamax Pokemon allowed. Mm -hmm. There was, obviously, there was Dynamax, but because Gigantamax was pretty much only limited to people who could trade around or hack their uh, (laughs) Gigantamax Pokemon in, they just kind of went with like, okay, no, nobody gets to right now. We'll figure it out later. They're too rare, exactly. Uh, Which is kind of what they do with all of vgc is just if a pokemon is too rare they kind of default to not letting it in that's why mythics like never reached vgc until the end of its end of its life cycle yeah and when they stopped caring 
Right. Uh, moving on to series two, that one happened between January 1st, happy new year of 2020 and February 29th of 2020. So that one wasn't actually just one month. That was, that was two. They yeah, figured, that, you know what, gave enough, gave people enough time to figure it out. Let's, let's let them actually get into it now. Yeah. Uh, and so this was the first appearance of, oh, wow. They actually extended the battle time as well to 15 minutes. Oh, anyway, did they? Uh, they, this was the first series, uh, that they allowed certain Gigantamax Pokemon. So you got Charizard, Butterfree, Pikachu, Meowth, Eevee, Snorlax, Cor- Corviknight, Dreadnought, Sandaconda, and Set Discorch. So not really a ton of like usable by today's standards, mm-hmm. Gigantamax Pokemon, but, uh, you know, there was Charizard and Butterfree, but everything else was still kind of like, eh, and you could see, yet. you could see the meta is developing too. Cause if we look back at series mm-hmm. one, the top 10 Pokemon, they had Togekiss sitting at number eight. There were Pokemon like Duraludon above Togekiss and Dragapult yeah. above Togekiss. And then if we look over to series two, number one Pokemon used Togekiss. So people got the picture real quick. You know, people figured that out and they held on to Togekiss Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Uh, Kevin and I, we had this big running joke of uh, of just, you know, Togekiss being our enemy, Excadrill being our enemy. Yeah, (laughs) it was a fun time because, yeah, number number three uh, via home on series two was uh, Excadrill when Togekiss, Whimsicott, Excadrill, Dragapult, Duraludon. So that was a that that was a team. Nuts that core. was the TED yeah. team, the TED core, the T E D D. Oh, T E D D. Oh, wow. Or yeah, is I it two D's or is it one D? Togekiss, Excadrill, Dragapult was a core for a very long time. Really? That, that would get okay. accompanied by Tyranitar, obviously. And then you'd figure out the other two. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh and that was also when regionals uh, were starting to be a thing. So we had Collinsville and Oceania uh, happening mm-hmm. during series two. Um, and yeah. And just seeing Togekiss kind of wipe the floor with a lot of people who weren't ready for it. Yeah. Uh, was, was something to be seen. And it didn't go away for a very long time. No, it did not. Uh, moving on to series three. That was March 1st, 2020 to April 30th, 2020. Another two month series. Uh, we kind of kept this for a little bit, I believe. We we did the two monthers for for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, still the 15 minute battle timer. Still uh, still about a minute, I guess, 45 seconds for the turn time. Uh, the added Gigantamax Pokemon. Uh, for those two months, every new series, they would add another set of Gigantamax Pokemon. Uh, so that one we had Kingler, which I personally forgot was a Gigantamax Pokemon <laughs> until recently. <laughs> until right now. <laughs> until right now. Uh, Kingler, Lapras, Orbeetle, Colossal, Flapple, Appleton, Toxtricity, Hatterene, Grimmsnarl, and Alchemy. So this bundle of Pokemon here was actually really intense. Yeah. Uh, not a small amount of Pokemon would, you know, move on to be kind of the bigger names in the series, kind of the, the sleeper hits, uh, Pokemon like Lapras, uh, wasn't used so much during series three, but eventually it started picking up steam and especially once station kind of hit the meta. Yeah. That was that a lap great dog. time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Even things like Hatterene just saw nothing but benefit from, from having a G max form. Cause I yeah. think with Hatterene before is that, Hatterene and Didi was already kind of popular in Series 2. Um, it wasn't top 10 material, but if you're running Trick Room, those are the two that you're running. 
but the thing with Hatterene is that Hatterene would like to Dynamax, but every time he uses a fairy move, it would change the terrain and you wouldn't have the psychic boost anymore. So it would defeat the purpose. So now that you have the G-Max, you can use the G-Max move instead. You don't have to worry about changing the terrain with the fairy move. So it just, that little niche was really good for Hatterene to have that G-Max form. Mm-hmm. Top five Pokemon in that series was still Togekiss, Dragapult, Dusclops entered the top five. Dusclops snuck its way in there. I think people realize they can't kill it with Dragapult, so it's pretty good. (laughs) Right. Excadrill and Tyranitar. This was also the first series where Incineroar uh, entered the top ten. It's still sitting at number six. People (laughs) People weren't ready to give up their Arcanines yet. That's why. Exactly. There was an Arcanine instant battle for a very long time. Where it's like, Ensign kept trying to push above Arcanine, but Arcanine would still have, for some reason, 20% usage. <laughs> this was this was the meta where Pokemon uh, Home opened up. So that's why uh, Incineroar finally entered. Mm. It's because it wasn't actually in the original uh, Galar-marked Galar decks. And then yeah. you know, Home opens up, you bring it in, you can use it. Uh, interestingly, Conkeldur was number eight. I love that Pokemon. I love it too, but I I just don't imagine that as top 10 material. Conkeldur does very well in regional dexes because Tyranitar does very well in regional dexes. Yes. Conkeldur's existence depends on Tyranitar being meta. If Tyranitar is meta, Conkeldur will be right next to it. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a weird it's it's weird because typically you have Pokemon like Tyranitar and Excadrill that work well together in the same meta. So mm-hmm. when one does well, the other does well. And then you have Pokemon like Kakelder that are just there to counter the meta, you know? This was also the series where we had our first, no, our last uh, regional championship for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, over in Malmo. Um, Rest in peace. From there, it went into the Spring Challenge and, you know, the the Champions Cup, uh, which was hosted by Wolfie BGC and A-Drive. Um, very successful competition that I, I didn't, you know, I'm I'm surprised it didn't really see much in terms of sequels. Um, it was too complicated with the whole land connection on Switch because they wanted to very stream complicated it. Show. Yeah, yeah. The Switch is not friendly for streaming tournament games. Yeah, and from there we move into Series Four. That's yeah. May first to June thirtieth. My birthday's inside there. Somewhere there. Find it. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, the only added G Max Pokemon in this one were Machamp, Gengar, Garboder, Copraja, and Duraludon. None. Any of those didn't uh, change the meta. No. As you can tell. <laughs> None of those. Did. <laughs> as we look through the list of what's still popular, the exact same thing, except now we have a Cinderace here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because this is also where Cinderace got Protean. Right. Or Libero. The hidden abilities just uh, slid in here too. At the end, it's either, I think it was in the beginning of June is when they first came. Because I remember right. I, I went into Series 5 with the Cinderace already. Yeah. This was the last series before the Isle of Armor dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just kind of dumped the rest of the the rest of the G-Max Pokemon in there. They're just like, all right, go nuts. Have fun. Uh, and then, yes, as as you said, the hidden abilities. Uh, during this time, we had the 2020 VR May Challenge, Victory Road May Challenge, uh, and the Players' Cup Invitationals were beginning. The Players' Cup, uh, which honestly, I think saved this game in a lot of ways. It held it up, yeah. yeah. That's a fact. It gave, well, you know, just people that would like to go to tournaments an opportunity to compete. That's right. 
So that's what we needed. So it was a really good call on TPCI to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to series five and six, which is the Isle of Armor. This is our second category here. Ooh. Yeah. DLC, so series, baby. Series five, uh, July 1st to August 31st. Uh, still 15 minute battle timer is still seven minutes. Your time, 45 seconds turn time. Uh, I think they did. Yeah, they did nerf the turn time very early on and they just kind of kept that. Yeah, yeah. I guess they guess they thought it was too long before. Sixty to forty-five. In the Isle of Armor, we added the following Gigantamax Pokemon: Venusaur, Blastoise, Rillaboom, Cinderace, Inteleon, and Urshifu. This was the first series where we got Urshifu single and Rapid Strike. Yep, it's also yeah. the first series where we got things like Blastoise, which is going to be very popular later. Things like Venusaur. Right. Uh, Cinderace, R- Cinderace more so than Rillaboom and Inteleon, although albeit they're not bad Gin- uh, Gigantamax Pokemon, they yeah. do better in other roles though. Yes, like Rillaboom was used more than Cinderace, but its Gigantamax was certainly used less than Rillaboom because th- they're just better Pokemon. Rillaboom doesn't need to Dynamax to do its right. thing. That's the thing. Uh, Cinderace did. You know, mm-hmm. a, a regular Cinderace is not that scary. A big bunny. With a fire under its butt, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So in this series, actually, uh, we started getting uh, stats from home and from Picolytics. Um, for for the first uh, couple of series, we only got stats from home. Um, in home, the top five were Rillaboom as number one, Togekiss, Incineroar, Cinderace, and Tyranitar. So very different than what we're used to seeing. Rillaboom, you know, made a made a colossal jump to the to the top there oh you know why grassy glide because because of grassy glide isle exactly. of armor gave us gra- grassy gra- uh grassy glide that's right yeah. and via picoletics uh incineroar togekiss rillaboom tyranitar dragapult uh the reason that home is differing than uh from picoletics is because picoletics takes from uh showdown stats and home takes from in-game stats so what people were playing with on showdown which is a much faster meta things evolve a lot quicker uh, that is, I, I want to say the, the biggest representation of kind of yeah. the average of the month, uh, mm-hmm. versus home, which is, you know, the most consistent, uh, list of Pokemon that was used. And the lists are almost identical. Just some mons are different. Yeah. yeah. They're almost just, you just got to flip some, some mons around, but they're all still there. That's right. Like via, um, in, on cartridge, people were playing a lot with Indeedy because it, it had a lot of things that could catch people off guard uh, in Picolytics or in uh, Pokemon Showdown, where you're playing as many games as possible. The highest offensive Pokemon and the kind of, you know, Pokemon that allow you to turn your brain off a little bit. Yeah, uh, those Pokemon kind of rose to the top a little more than than on card. Um, mm. So Indeedee was number seven on home. Indeedee didn't see top 10 on uh, on Showdown. Which I thought was interesting. But it's you also things like Torquil. It, it it also depends on how easy these Pokemon are to get in game as well. True. You know, it's uh it's a lot easier to just go ahead, build a team on uh Pokemon Showdown, but it's a lot harder to do that in cartridge. Yes. So you kind of use what you're familiar with and use what you got, yeah. Yeah. And figure it out like that. Uh was that our first league? I'm seeing here that this was our first league. Ooh, Amazing. Yes. The Pokesports League 
is uh, essentially a a monthly tournament that we host over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pokesports podcast or Pokesports, excuse me, patreon.com slash Pokesports, where every month we just had people compete and got some people some pins, got some people some shirts, uh, just a, you know, fun little tournament with fun little prizes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the winner of that one was actually Scorcho, which, uh, who is, is still a, a prominent member of the Poke Sports community. So that's after really three cool. years. Mm-hmm. Dang. First players cup finals was also in this time. Uh, the, that was interesting actually, because the, uh, the finals for the players cup was different, uh, a different series than the competition for the players cup. Yeah. So it kind of spanned over, over multiple series. I think this Players' Cup as well, and uh, Santino's performance in this Players' Cup yep, it just really goes to show a near-perfect team that won. And this is the right. rise of Colossal. Colossal was an absolute menace after this, winning not just this Players' Cup, but another later down the line. That's right. You know, if you guys don't know Colossal right now, Dynamax Colossal, you have G-Max Vocalith, does a lot of damage over the course of five turns, proc your weakness policy, proc your steam engine, get plus six speed, get plus two special attack, blow up every Pokemon in the game, have fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this team is just so thick. Colossal, Rapid Strike, Urshifu, Rillaboom, Dragapult, Togekiss, Incineroar. That's a nightmare team. I have nightmare flashbacks to that team. That team was so yeah. hard to crack through. I, like, it, we look at, we will look back at that team now because we're used to playing Series 14 with Restricteds and the Kyogre. We're like, who cares about Colossal? Right. At the time, dude, you couldn't knock it out that easily. It wasn't mm-hmm. easy. Because you have to remember, this is Series 6. We haven't hit power spikes yet. We're still playing with these little tiny Pokemon with less than 500 base stats most of the time, you know? We're not playing with these 700, 600 base stat Pokemon, so we can't just click a button and knock out Colossal. You had to double into it. You had to find your ways around it. It was rough. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, So that's what was going on on the North American side of the world. On the other side of the world, uh, the Pokemon Trainers Cup in Korea was going on, uh, which was won by Yoon. And that was... Oh, that was a time where the Porygons were seeing a lot of use. Porygon 2 with Violite, Porygon Z with Adaptability Hyper Beam or Adaptability Max Strike. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just an incredible Pokemon uh, that wasn't really seeing too much before and didn't really see too much play later on in the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was interesting to kind of see it have its time during during Isle of Armor. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. respect to Sang Yoon for running Porygon 2 and Porygon Z on the same team because the exact same you team. totally can. <laughs> That's right. That's Doesn't right. matter. Uh, moving on to Series 6 from September 1st to October 31st. Notoriously everyone's least favorite series. Yes. <laughs> it's strange, though. You'd think that by removing the meta, you'd yeah. make it more healthy. They somehow made it less healthy. Enough so that they never did it again. I am... <laughs> super uh happy i'm thankful that this series happened i think that series six was a series that needed to happen for pokemon because if they didn't do this people would have been clamoring for it for the entire life cycle of the game that's true they were just like all right you want it 
Here it is. Here it is. See what it's like. You you don't like it? Okay. Let's not, let's never do that again. I think they handled <laughs> it perfectly fine. This was also kind of the height of uh Sword and Shield hype. The first DLC in Pokemon history had had dropped, you know, two months before. People were playing through the game like crazy. They yeah, wanted people to had see this the, the bear. Be, you know? Yeah. They had this new bear to play with. That's <laughs> they right. They had a it. new bear. <laughs> Um, so in, in to give context to that, uh, there were Pokemon restrictions. They took the, I believe it was top 16 top Pokemon 10. in top. Was it top 10? Yeah, it was top 10 of both singles and doubles ladder. Totaling so 16 20. was there was some overlap, I believe. Yeah, yeah, there was overlap. Yeah. So the following Pokemon were banned. Venusaur, Gyarados, Porygon 2, Tyranitar, Torkoal, Hippowdon, Magnezone, uh, Togekiss, Excadrill, Whimsicott, Incineroar, Mimikyu, Rillaboom, Cinderace, Indeedee, Dragapult. So all of those Pokemon that you heard us mention over and over and over for the first se- uh, six series, gone. Yep. Gone <laughs> Let's see what happens. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the top 10. Well, I've been talking about the top five up until now, but you know, I think it's important to to see what removing those Pokemon actually did to the meta mm-hmm. uh, via home, which again is from cartridge. Uh, the number one Pokemon was Talonflame. Because we didn't have Whimsicott and there was that no was other the, option. That was the only time that Talonflame <laughs> ever made it to the top 10. Top one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And when it, <laughs> and not only the top 10, yeah, it just shot all the way up. It was Talonflame, Primarina, was second. Urshifu single strike, Amoongus, and this was the birth of the Amoongus factor. Uh Dusclops, <laughs> Ar- uh, Arcanine, Ferrothorn, Dracozolt, Quaferi, and Lapras. I think it's when people first realized Quaferi was kind of really strong. Not only they first realized that Quaferi was really strong, they first realized that Lapras was really strong as well. Yeah. I mean, especially when you double Lapras's HP, put it next to Quaferi, give it friend guard, and then give itself two screens. It's pretty tanky. Right. Who would have guessed? <laughs> exactly. And so again, this was the birth of what I deemed the Amoongus factor, uh, where in any given meta where you have a group of Pokemon who you have no idea what to do with, you toss an Amoongus in your team. Yep. Because Amoongus <laughs> can do so much to kind of let your team have room to breathe and have room to attack and have room to set up and defend and that kind of stuff because it has the spore because it has the rage powder because it has all of these different kind of utility moves to keep your team alive so that they can they can uh you know mm-hmm. do what they need to do it, it currently goes to show i'm currently building two scarlet valid teams uh mungus is on both of them right. it's a good pokemon when i don't know what to do it's doesn't matter. And I, I promise you, Amoongus will be like probably top 10 whenever we get the first recorded stats. That's that's going to be a fun time. Just like a clean game that we both have no idea what's going to happen. Let's see what the stats are. New Pokemon that we're not, well, not even new Pokemon, returning Pokemon that we haven't used in uh, Sword and Shield that we can actually pop in the game now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I haven't even thought about some of those those Pokemon that weren't in Sword and Shield that will be in Scarlet and Violet. Uh, there, there are even yeah. some Pokemon we haven't seen in six years. You know, we haven't seen since Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. That's right. Or maybe even earlier, X and Y. So it, it's... There's some it's, Pokemon it, that we haven't seen since Gen 2. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be it's gonna be a fun time. It's going to be weird seeing just the Pokemon in a different light. 
because a lot mm -hmm. of these Pokemon get uh, power crept a lot of the time. But since the decks are so restricted, and this is why I know more casual players will be confused when a competitive player say that the cut decks is a good idea. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I don't need a thousand Pokemon in this game. It won't. I I'm happy with not having it. It's, I think it's competitively a great idea. It's it's restrictive in that, you know, you don't get to play with your favorite Pokemon. I am sympathetic to that. But I think for the, for the meta <laughs> to be healthy, you got to remove the top 10 sometimes. And it also it, it, it also created a new form of hype. It unironically, they, they got a lot of flack for it when they first announced it. Don't yes. get me wrong. That video got a billion dislikes or something. It was trending in the dislike category. Yeah. Um, they were very, like, you know, the fans had an outlash. They were angry about it. And I get it. Like I said, these zeros and ones mean something to you. That's fine. The 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 thing that was interesting now is that when a new game comes out, like this, we saw this with PLA. We're seeing this now with uh, Scarlet and Violet. When a new game comes out, the new question is, who's coming back? You know, right. it, it has that new form of hype. It's... It's like, since you know that not everyone's going to be there, you're like, wait, wait, so who's going to be there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you I kind of like that. If you want an anyone, everyone is here kind of game, that's Pokemon it's, Showdown. Like that's that Smash exists. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, but like that exists in Pokemon Showdown. You can go and have that that fun if you really want to. Mm -hmm. um, in Series 6, uh, via Picolytics, that was, again, a different kind of category uh from showdown we've got urshifu dusclops dracovich primarina grimmsnarl delmise uh amoongus hydragon hydragon arcanine and corviknight you could tell showdown or yeah showdown was having a little bit of an experimental phase yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hydragon and and delmise walking in i remember delmise being good but you know what i'm surprised by mike wow because like in in when I remember these early series, one of the top five Pokemon that I think of is Rhyperior. I haven't seen Rhyperior on any of these top 10 lists. Right? Yeah. I remember Rhyperior next to a Dusclops with Bulldoze being <laughs> an absolute nightmare. And I remember Ndidi Hatterene being an absolute nightmare. And they're not on these top 10 lists. So I guess I was playing the absolute nightmares, you know? Now, here's something interesting. Rhyperior actually doesn't make any of the top 10. That is wild. That Pokemon was series. so popular. Yeah. There's no way. That's okay. Uh, Lupus, where are you getting this information from? I think we have <laughs> to consult you. There's no way Rhyperior is not top 10 on any list. But you know why? I think it's because Rhyperior was such a, a turnaround kind of Pokemon where if you saw it, on a team preview, you would probably lose that game. And when you lose the game, you remember it. Yeah. You remember all those losses. Just you remember mad. all the times that Rhyperior just smashed your face in. The truest thing that I've heard growing up in my life is that you don't learn from wins, you, you learn from losses. That's right. You don't remember wins, you remember losses. I'm currently getting comments on a video about some insane play that I made or something. So many people are like, Kevin, I can't believe you pulled that off. What the heck? What happened? I don't <laughs> remember that game. But I remember the game that I got O2'd in in the Malamar Cup. I remember that to, to this day. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you remember when you get frozen by, by an ice beam. Yes. 
losing the game. You don't remember the times that you KO using an ice beam. I don't remember the times that I freeze with an ice beam, you know? That's right. For me, it it feels like I never freeze with an ice beam, but I'm sure I've done it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other one, uh, Tracing Wonder Guard on on Porygon 2. That's right. I remember that nightmare. I'll never forget it. To the day I die, I'll be on my deathbed thinking about that moment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so that's the end of the Isle of Armor. Let's move on to the Crown Tundra. That's series seven through, I guess, 14. Uh, just right until up until forever. the end. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? We're, we're in it. We are in Crown Tundra. Man. Yeah. Mike still, still wears the clothes. I still wear the clothes. It's cheap <laughs> there, man. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. Uh, the Crown Tundra DLC brought the final batch of Pokemon into the fold between the DLCs replacing the enhanced version of the game, uh, BDSP not having an online ladder, and Legends Arceus being a single player game. BGC <laughs> stays here until Scarlet and Violet. Yep. So says Lupus. So says the world. Moving into Series 7, that was November 1st, 2020 to January 31st, 2020. Oh, that's a lot Available. that happened in a year. The Pokemon restrictions in November of 2020, one year after the game came out, right? National Pokedex, the available National Pokedex. Pokemon that you could catch in the Crown Tundra were available for use immediately Mm -hmm. in Series 7. And that shook up the meta completely. Yeah, because this also added the rule before the Crown Tundra was that only Pokemon caught in Galar can be in it. Yes. Now they added the battle ready mark. So you can bring Pokemon over that weren't in Galar, make them Galar legal by deleting some of their moves, and then just playing with that Pokemon. Yeah. From home on cartridge, your top five were Incineroar, Rillaboom, Tapu Fini, Urshifu S, Single Strike, Get and used to Reggie and Reggie Alecki. Get used to seeing Reggie Alecki because it's here. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Reggie Alecki made a very big impact the second a guy introduced. They're like, hold on, you're making po- a Pokemon with how much base speed? Yeah. 200? Oh, you're giving That's it a, a move that lowers their speed in dynamic speed tiers? Oh, well, I guess I'm going to use this one. Well, okay, then. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Via Picolytics on Pokemon Showdown. Incineroar, Tapu Fini, Glacier. Rillaboom and Regieleki. So Tapu Fini for the first time, you know, coming in, making a big old splash. Mm-hmm. Glacier coming in, uh, doing some doing some crazy work with low speed, high defenses. This isn't necessarily talking about Calyrex uh, uh, Spectral or Ice Rider. Mm-hmm. We're talking about just the horsey. Just the horse, which was equally as terrifying. Yeah, right. It can yep. be like any like. If there's a meta that has legends, but no restricteds, Glacier will be used. Yeah, I will say this is also the first time that we've seen uh, one of the legendary birds back in the game uh, for quite a while. And that was the Galarian Moltres, which uh, turns out was the best one. <laughs> yeah, turns out coming into home at uh, at number nine. Yeah, and, and so that was a an interesting time for tournaments. Everybody kind of knew that this was, you know, all the Pokemon that we were going to get. So mm-hmm. let's get all the, the, you know, let's get all the tournaments going. Uh, so that was the start of the Pokepod Cup, uh, which we were collaborating with. <laughs> Lupus puts here, uh, Clarence joins Pokesports in December. 
<laughs> Who here remembers Clarence? Wow, from 2020. Hello, it's me. Hello. <laughs> uh, those those folks are the real the real OGs. Uh, Will yeah. Clarence return this Christmas? Stick around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Do you still, do you still have that hat? <laughs> do what hat? What hat? <laughs> uh, Players Cup Two Grand Finals was during this time. It was won by Wolf Glick. Uh, who brought a colossal and an Urshifu rapid strike? And yeah, that was that was colossal Urshifu rapid strike. <laughs> Doing it again, two times in a row. Exactly. Uh, then we also had the X Nine League Championship, uh, Taiwan Regionals, and another league. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff. A going lot on of leagues. Time. Yeah. Series eight. Moving on, that uh, was from February 1st, 2021. I honestly don't remember what this even was. Really? I'll tell you. The Pokemon Restricted, available National Pokedex, but for the first time, you had one restricted Pokemon allowed. Oh, this was the Zay... No, this was Lapdog. This This was was Lapdog. This was Lapdog and Hot Dog. Jeez. Uh, Not quite... I I think people were bringing in Lapdog at this point. It wasn't necessarily top 10 yet, uh, but Zacian for sure. Zacian was absolutely a a new uh, top fiver. Uh, Via home on cartridge, people had uh, Incineroar, Regilecki, Landorus, Therian, Grimmsnarl, and Zacian crowned. Uh, Via Picolytics on Pokemon Showdown, that was Incineroar, Regilecki, Zacian crowned, Thunderous, Incarnate, and Landorus, Therian. Do you guys want to know a fun statistic? Hmm. This is the first meta they allowed restricted Pokemon, and only one restricted Pokemon made both top tens. Zacian. That was Zacian. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That means that Groudon didn't get top ten. Kyogre didn't get top ten. No. Nope. Just Zacian. Yeah. <laughs> Calyrex Shadow and Ice. They like tried to push their way up there, but nothing could really contend with contend yeah, with Zacian, except really for another Zacian. So they were kind of, you know, <laughs> dogfighting with each other. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until later where you got, you know, the addition of a Groudon, the addition of a Kyogre that could also do a lot of damage to Zacian, but like as a close second to the to the damage that Zacian could have put out. So mm-hmm. that was I also that love one. how this is kind of also tied in with being a history of Pokesports. I didn't kind realize of, yeah. all of this like took place in the span of a year. <laughs> yeah right we're all we're this game has been out for three years all of this is happening in one we haven't even gotten to the second year yet have we we've just barely scratched it yet. yeah <laughs> we are now one point what two five years into into the sword game. and shield yeah so that was uh players cup three grand finals players cup four began it was all within series eight um which i remember that kind of grading on you a little bit. You didn't really like the fact that, you know, you went through this whole ordeal with Players Cup 3 and then Im- immediately had to go into into Players Cup 4. Oh yeah, I didn't like that. I had yeah. no downtime. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh moving into series 9. That was May 1st, 2021 to July 31st, 2021. And if you'll notice, this is the uh, one we were upset about. Not only was that the one we were upset about, but that was also, I believe, our first no it was the second three-month series so series eight from february until april that was three months and then uh series nine from may until july was 
three months as well. Yeah, they started stretching this out a lot more. Because I realized that when you said we were in Series 8, that means since we're in Series 14, mm-hmm. somehow they went twice as slow to finish yes. out the other seven or six. Oh, and they did. Eventually, they slowed it down to, I believe, six months. Yeah. At a time where it probably should not have been slowed down. <laughs> so Series 9. Uh, Pokemon restrictions, you had every national uh, Pokedex Pokemon, no restricted Pokemon. They took it away from us. Yeah. They had had it and then they took it away. If this sounds familiar, it's because this is the exact same thing as Series 7. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Series 6 might have been famously the one that the people didn't like, but Series 9 was definitely the one where people were, were... Kind of scratching their heads. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? Didn't you just give us Zation? Give him back. Yeah. <laughs> at, was it at this point? Yes, it was. It, it during this series, they extended the battle timer to twenty minutes. Oh wow! And that was exact. That's what I was talking about. Where at fifteen minutes, people were were stalling the battle timer. It, yeah. It started to become a little. Uh, a little obnoxious how people were doing it for the first couple of series. They weren't really focusing on that too much. They were focusing more on playing the game, mm-hmm. but then as time goes on and they kind of figure out ways to, to cheese the game a little bit, they realize that, Oh, you can very easily stall out a game just by yeah. taking a long time with your turns. And it might've, ha- I think it actually happened at a live event, which is mm-hmm. why they were, it was on stream and it was just like, you know, it's not fun to watch <laughs> right? someone purposefully using the timer up. Because it's one of those things where, you know, it happens once on live and everybody thinks that they can do it now. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta try to cut that out. Like, it's Mm -hmm. there to stop. It has to be there to stop endless battles because sometimes you're just in a situation where you're in an endless battle. Sure. You know, it's uh, two gastrodons with only water moves facing each other. What do you do? (laughs) That's right. Um, now so, the yeah, difference though, fix it. the difference between series nine and series seven was that people had a little bit more time to understand and adapt to using Regieleki on their teams. Uh, <laughs> number, one, number one on cartridge was Regieleki, Landorus T, uh, Rillaboom, Incineroar, Urshifu S, uh, single strike on uh, Showdown. Incineroar number one, Regieleki. Landorus Therian, Rillaboom, Urshifu, Rapid Strike. So both Urshifus kind of getting, you know, their time in the sun. Urshifu, Rapid Strike kind of fell off a little bit. Urshifu, Single Strike kind of rose up and then fell off a little bit as well. But Regieleki was really the winner of of Series 9. Yeah, wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. (sighs) It's such a good Pokemon. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, During this time in May, we had the X9 League Championship three uh, and then a bunch of leagues, (laughs) a bunch of leagues. Listen, we had to make our own tournaments. Yeah. Players Cup four grand finals happened during this time. Pokemon Japan Championships happened during this time. Kohei Fujita won that Uh, with Regilecki. Surprise, surprise. Regidrago, Cinderace, Sableye, Ninetales, Alolan Ninetales and Urshifu Rapid Strike. Reggie Lucky and Reggie Drago. That's wild. Yeah. I lo- Japanese meta is always so wild. I love it. Moving on to series 10. Series 10, that's August 1st to October 31st. So again, August, September, and all of October. That's three months that people were playing uh, this, this meta. Uh, during that, 
they brought back one restricted Pokemon. You had all the uh, national Pokedex, Galar Mark, so, Battle Ready Mark, one restricted Pokemon. So 10 is the same as 8? Correct. Macy, okay, so here, uh, Lupus actually writes about this. Oh, Dynamax not allowed. That's a difference. Yeah, there was no Dynamax. Right. This was one of my favorite ones. That's right. I remember this. This was no, no gimmick meta. They should have kept it this way. <laughs> it was really good. Listen, I wish they had done this for series 14. Yeah. That's my hot take on this. Right. I don't think that they series? needed to take out uh, Mythics again. Just like keep Mythics in there, I guess. Whatever. That's fine. Take out Dynamax. Mm. Get people ready to play to play Scarlet Violet. Yeah, they should have done instead of just like the go back to series 12. 12. I guess we'll talk about series 14 later. But you know, it was a weird decision. It should have I would have would have even been more happy if it was go back to series 12, but no Dynamax. Right. Fine. Take away the mythics. Give me only two restricteds because having six of them on my team is really toxic. But I, don't let me Dynamax. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's it. Right, don't don't open up the floodgates. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, series ten Dynamax not allowed. It was interesting to see what happened during this. Incineroar, shoop. Yes, Incineroar <laughs> just right up there. <laughs> and then people realized that Incineroar is actually amazing, and then kept it there for the rest of the the life cycle. What people in, uh, realized was, oh, I can fake out things again. Incineroar, <laughs> Rillaboom. Okay. I have a way to stop a Lecky from and Dynamaxing. Got really good at using fake out. <laughs> and they kept it, even though uh, Dynamax came back. They were just like, all right, whatever, we'll fake out. <laughs> uh, via home on cartridge, people were using Incineroar, Rillaboom, Regilecki, Z- uh, Zashin C, and Entei. Entei Ooh. entered the meta. Uh, because special. fake out was so good, you can't fake out Entei. Yeah, that's right. Interfocus. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, is, speaking of fake out, uh, Serena also made it to this list in the top 10, number seven. <laughs> you see how important fake out is to VTC? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Just for getting sure. rid of Dynamax made it so important for everybody to have to counter it. That's right. But of course, this is a questionable meta. So in Picolytics, we had uh, Incineroar, Rillaboom, Zashin C. Regilecki, and there it is, Amoongus. Amoongus made it back into the meta. It was a weird meta. People didn't know what they were doing, so they tossed in the Amoongus. And it worked. If it works, it works, right? If it works, it works. And yes, Entei did make this list still. So did uh, Suicune. Both inner focus, the baby. inner focus mods. Uh, notable events during this time, we had another league, of course. We had the X9 League NYC Championship, which is that the one that uh, that you went to? Yes, I did go to that one. Very cool. Uh, and then the Players' Cup 25th Anniversary Invitational, which was really sweet. Loved seeing that. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Series 11. We are now two years, folks, two years Yikes. into Pokemon Sword and Shield's life cycle. And you might think, wow, we still have a year to go. Don't worry, it goes quick. <laughs> series 11 <laughs> went until January 31st, 2022. This one was a short one. This one was, no, it wasn't. It was three months. Uh, November, December, January. Three months. Uh, Pokemon restrictions. Available national Pokedex. One restricted Pokemon. Uh, Dynamax is back, baby. It's a repeat of Series 8. 8, yeah. 8 went to 11. I remember also being upset about this one. Yes, this series (laughs) Because I enjoyed 10 so much. Yeah, I enjoyed 10 so much that I was upset when it went away. Mm. I'm not just a crybaby. I'm just upset that 
you know, they had the opportunity to come up with something different and they recycled an old one. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't, that taste doesn't sit well in my mouth and they did it three times in uh, a game's life cycle. Like, just be a little bit more creative. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> or don't change them at all. Yeah. You know? Uh, and the 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 top 10 seem to reflect this a little bit. On Cartridge, you had Incineroar, Regilecki, Rillaboom, Landorus, Grimmsnarl. And then on Pokemon Showdown, you had Incineroar, Zacian, uh, Landorus, Therian, Grimmsnarl, and Thunderous. Uh, mm. These were all Pokemon that had seen at least the top 10. I guess Grimmsnarl saw a little bit of a, of a, of a bump. It had never really seen top five up until now. But um, most of this stayed the same because people went with what they remembered. And yeah. it worked well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, so that's what that's what happened in that time. The VGC community kind of hit a little bit of a lull during this time, and I believe so did we. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we were. This we were time's a little, a little fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, time's a little fuzzy. Uh, series twelve happened after that. Now this is where it gets interesting. Series twelve happened from February first, twenty twenty two to August 31st, 2022. Now count with me, folks. That's February, March, April, May, June, July, August. That's seven months of Yikes. Series 12. And the reason they did this is because they wanted, this was the first Worlds in Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. And I guess Series 12 is what they meant Sword and Shield to, you know, climax on. It's what yes. they... The, you know, the whole double restricted thing has always been Pokemon's thing in that third year. So just settling for that in series 12, it made sense. I'm not even mad that it took that long because it did feel like this is what the game was intended to be when the yes. developers made the game. I agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it look, it felt uh, like the meta, like the quintessential game of VGC, mm-hmm. the Pokemon game. Uh any available national Pokedex, Battle Ready Mark, Gallery Mark, two restricted Pokemon. Uh, the top five on cartridge Incineroar, Zacian, Kyogre, Grimmsnarl, Regilecki. This was the meta where Zacian and Kyogre mm. became just became it. Yeah. Just, they were, they were it. Wet dog. Wet dog. Uh, and that was also reflected on Showdown as well. You had Incineroar, Zacian C, uh, Thunderous Incarnate, Kyogre, Grimmsnarl. This mm-hmm. is again a, a meta where Grimmsnarl was was top. And yeah, then essentially is... it started to fall off. I guess closer to Afterworlds. I mean, Grimmsnarl has been very pop. Yeah, I think Series Twelve was definitely Grimmsnarl series. Yeah. It's that whole light clay. The, pro- the Grimmsnarl does way too much things. It has the same whimsicott problem as a prankster. It just does too much. Yeah. Um, I think at this time it was used for dual screens. Keep in mind, this is also the Rinya Sun time. Right. So Grimstone was a big proponent of Rinya Sun. And a lot of good competitive players took that team very far in a lot of tournaments. So yeah, Grimstone definitely is a strong Pokemon. And I'm sure it's going to be incredible in years to come. Yeah. I just feel like Generation 8 gave us so many good competitive Pokemon. Like a ridiculous amount of good competitive Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Some notable events, of course, the Pokemon World Championships 2022. uh, But also just in that time, this was the return, uh, more or less, of in-person events. Mm -hmm. So uh, Kevin and I, we were were out 
over in, you know, multiple different places. We were in Ohio, Secaucus. We were in Secaucus. Uh, these events, they, they felt like Pokemon again. Yeah. And it was nice that it was all within the same series as a series that everybody knew and wasn't trying to, to figure anything out. Uh, so that aspect of the game was taken out of it. And the only thing that you were left with was competition and being social with the people at those competitions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talking to the people and, and like reconnecting after all this time of, of being, being apart or being on zoom or being on whatever. It's really nice uh, walking into a room full of people that all like what you're talking about. It's a very, I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of it too, right? <laughs> no one's pretending not to want to talk to you, you yeah. know? And I think what's really interesting about Scarlet and Violet, since we're kind of getting closer to the transition from Sword and Shield to Scarlet and Violet, is yeah. this is going to be our first experience playing a game in a world where we can interact with people you know yeah there's no lockdown there's no two years of question marks we're gonna see exactly how uh tpci wants to develop their meta they, right when it comes to worlds when it comes to you know live tournaments locals whatever's gonna pop up it's gonna be really interesting seeing especially seeing what it's gonna do for vgc as a meta game keep in mind that before before the pandemic Collinsville had 500 VGC players, close yeah. to 600 VGC players. That was the highest attendance of a VGC event ever. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, we never reached those numbers again. Even when things started opening up again, we never reached those numbers. I want to see where the competitive metagame goes from a time where we can just take those 600 and turn it into 700, turn That's it into right. 800, turn it into 1,000. It's going to be interesting. Hopefully. 100%. Until then, let's move on to series 13. That's September until October. Uh, so just a really quick, a little, a little taste. Yeah. Because we're getting close to, to Scarlet and Violet at this point. They just wanted to make sure that people were, were entertained after Worlds. <laughs> uh, so that was the meta where that they allowed created. <laughs> mythical Pokemon <laughs> that we created. Exactly. That we created. <laughs> if mythical Pokemon were allowed in BGC, what? Yeah. Uh, this was the first ever was this ever yeah in yeah in history history that mythical pokemon were allowed in vgc and the uh, home and picolytics uh what's what's it the rankings uh, yes. they didn't care they didn't care <laughs> uh, top five from cartridge were zashin uh eveltal kyogre Zal uh calyrex shadow and dialga in that entire list, the only Pokemon <laughs> that the only mythical Pokemon that hit top 10 was Necrozma Duskmane. Interestingly enough. And then in Picolytics, the top five were Kyogre, Zashin, Crown, Eveltal, Calyrex, Shadow, and Groudon. In that one, the only mythical Pokemon to make the top 10 was Magearna. Yes. Fancy. Now... Here's the thing. <laughs> that meta was fun. I think it was necessary. I think yeah. it brought a lot of VGC only players into the world of, of what singles players have been yeah. dealing with for a long time. It, it, it was an interesting situation being yeah. a VGC player who has literally never played with any of these Pokemon. I mean, even like on times where I'm random battling with Mike on showdown, I get like a Celebi. I'm like, what does this do? 
<laughs> like, yeah, right, exactly. Um, it was interesting seeing those VGC players quickly learn what these Pokemon do, discover them for the first time, try them out, get to play them, and do all that fun stuff, and then quickly go back to what was good. and then just say I don't need a mythic on my team I have six restricteds I could stick on it instead I mean I wish that mythics were introduced in a meta that limited their restricteds you know Mm -hmm. because mythics don't typically have I think mythics have 600 base stat totals and even most of the time unless you're god um the only and restricteds in general just have well above 600 base stats. So, if you limited the restricteds, I think the the mythics would have had more of a time to shine there. Yes, yeah, I think that was probably the the biggest part of it was just how many restricted Pokemon you could actually mm-hmm. bring. Uh, if you had continued to limit it to two, yeah, I think that would have you would have seen a lot more interesting play with uh, with the mythical Pokemon. Um, yeah. A little bit of an unfortunate uh, time, but also you, you were just trying to offload people onto onto Scarlet and Violet at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't know. And then we're we're going into series series fourteen, November first until well, end of service. Yeah, the end of time. <laughs> the end of time, uh, which is series twelve again. <laughs> yeah, it's just series twelve, which. I guess we can't be mad at. I mean, I'm mad they're repeating themselves, but at this point, I don't really care. It's yeah. it, we're, we're, it's 16 days worth of a of a series compared right. to the two months that we get. See the the double standard that we have, and I, I recognize that this is our double standard, where mm-hmm. we are both saying that seven months of series 12 is Pokemon. That yeah. is what Pokemon should be, and then in the same vein, we're like come on, why did you give us another 16 days of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I do understand, and I guess from their standpoint, is that they also think that Series 12 is yes. the, the perfect Pokemon, the perfect metagame. Uh, not in the sense that it's got no flaws, but in the sense that this is what the game has, and this is the best mods that are in it. This is what we meant to do. Right. Um. Yeah, and it's nice that it'll be like that forever. So it's just going to be the last, and that's how the game is intended to be. Totally. I do think that what that accomplishes, though, is to solidify the existing audience even more, to get people back on track with what Pokemon battles are supposed to be, but also to you know say goodbye to the people who are trying to be creative in their team building, creative in their battles. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it, it's tough because at that point you're just kind of holding on to the audience you have, uh, which I don't know if Pokemon wants to be doing that right before right before Scarlet and Violet comes out, because you don't want people to be like, yeah, I, I play Pokemon because that's something that I'm comfortable with versus people who are like, yeah, I play Pokemon because I get to do creative things all the time. Yeah, and then yeah. the game comes out and then all those creative people are like, OK, great, I'm going to buy this game and I'm going to try out all these new things. And then they become the competitive people and then they go into into competitive, you know, with a creative mindset versus the the people right now who we have who will probably be, you know, sticking to the same kind of things that they know. I know I will. Yeah. Uh, going into my first few games in competitive, toss an Amoongus in there, toss a Grimmsnarl in there, toss a, you know, whatever you, whatever you can in there that will consistently win you the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but it's been a I wild stayed, wild ride. <laughs> it has been a wild ride going through all of these series. Three whole years of of Pokemon. I had a nostalgia trip. That was fun. It was fun, wasn't it? Uh, and with that, folks, I'm going to uh, call it a day there. I will ask, though, in this week's episode, this week's Q&A. Did you have a favorite series among all of the 14 series that were played? And which one was it and why? Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely curious if people did, didn't like series six, did, didn't like series 12, all the, the re the repeat series that we had. Maybe people really liked series 14 going into it. I don't know. Also bonus question. Mm. Um, that's next week's going to be the first Scarlet and Violet episode. Correct. So what starter did you guys pick? I think we asked that like weeks ago. I want to see if it changed now that they know the final evolutions. Oh, fair. <laughs> fair, fair. Now, some people on Wednesday, when this comes out, won't know the final evolutions yet. Just wait a day. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys, see what real? you think. <laughs> Get the game. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, if you are looking for some Scarlet and Violet uh, content this week. If you're looking for some more videos on battles and videos on sets and all that stuff, go on over to youtube.com slash pokesports because we will be dropping so much content about Scarlet and Violet that I don't know if we're going to be able to handle it, much less you. We're going to try the best. We're going to try our best. We're going to age six years in, in the next week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just luck. You can also stop by uh, twitch.tv slash pokesports or youtube.com slash pokesports on release day. And I believe even the day before release day, if everything works out, mm-hmm. uh, to see some Scarlet and Violet uh, content as well. Gameplay. We're going to be playing it all day live from New York, not from New York. Neither of us from New York live from somewhere we're both not equal distance from new york but it's 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 in between us it's in it's in there yeah either of us would have to pass it to get to each other anyway folks i want to thank you so much for listening i want to thank you so much for three years of pokey sports wow uh, and hopefully we're already you and i for three more years see you in gen 10 everybody see bye you in gen 10 bye bye